Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Ramona, the Green Hornet strikes again. Before our story, here's an important message. To the millions of American fighting men who will be spending December 25th overseas, Christmas won't be Christmas unless their gifts from home arrive. And arrive on time. The Army and Navy will do their level best to see that Christmas mail is delivered safely. But they can't do the entire job alone. Those of us who send the gifts must help in every way we possibly can. Please remember these important facts. Wrap your gifts securely in a song box. Not a shoebox. Remember that your package must not weigh more than five pounds when wrapped, and it must not measure more than fifth inch in length. Dress, dress package completely and correctly on the inside box as well as the outside wrapping, and plainly mark it Christmas gift parcel. And now, the Green Hornet. <laughs> Michael Axford was slightly peeved as he walked into the city room of the Daily Sentinel. When he spied Britt Reed, young publisher, standing near the city editor's desk, he gave vent to his feelings. I'm telling you, Reed, that Lowry's the limit. Sure, he's more of a lounge listener than he is a reporter. <laughs> yeah? What's that Lowry done to you, Axford? Ah, he ain't worth talking about. That he ain't. You see, Reed, Lowry and me went out for a bite to eat. As we were passing that swank hotel lounge down the street, he had one of his great ideas all of a sudden. Hey, Mike, let's put on the dog and drop in here for a quick one. What do you say? Sure, I don't care to do it. Why, this day? Oh, just for a change. Come on. Say, now, maybe we ought to go where it's cheaper, though. Oh, don't be a piker, Mike. It'll be my treat anyway. <laughs> oh, hey, there's a couple of stools at the bar. Come on. Ah. <laughs> Some class, huh, Mike? Uh, sure, you pay for the class, too, in a fancy joint like this one. Uh, well, what do you have? Well, if it ain't Ed Lowry, the news how. 
How's the newspaper business these days, Ed? Yeah, fine, just fine, Joe. <laughs> uh, give me a scotch and soda, Joe. Oh, anyway, whatever it is, you pass out for scotch. <laughs> uh, how about you? I'll make mine a beer. Right, coming up. <laughs> sure, and I'll bet me bottom dollar that glass of beer cost at least a quarter, Lowry. Oh, so what? This joint isn't a dump, you know. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I am so sorry. It is wine that I have spilled all over the north, you know? Yeah, all over me is right. Why don't you... <clears throat> Just forget I started to say anything. In fact, maybe I like having wine spilled over me. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, you are so, so gallant, Signor. Signor Eduardo Lauri, is it not? Yes, it... Yeah, that's right. How did you know? Oh, but I overhear the barkeeper mention your name. Also, you say you are a newspaper man, no? Yeah. <laughs> you got the dope straight, all right, sister. <laughs> sister, how quaint you are, senor. <laughs> you may call me Ramon. That shall be your privilege for, for the spilled wine, no? Yes, again, Ramona. <laughs> uh, Spanish, huh? Oh, you... You are so smart to guess, Eduardo. Uh, here you are, boy. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Joe. So, uh, you don't mind me calling you Ramona, huh? <laughs> Maybe you better spill some more wine so I'll learn your last name. Maybe where you live, huh? Oh, such a boy you are, Eduardo. Ah, drink up, Lowry, and let's get out of here. Perhaps your friend is in a hurry to leave, no? Sure, and if you're asking me, I'd say... Yeah, 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 I... he is I... in a hurry to leave. Uh, don't let me keep you, Mike. Go right along, and I'll see you later. Now, uh... As we were saying, Ramona, maybe you better spill some more of that wine so I can find out. And with him sitting there goggle-eyed and her handing out that Eduardo stuff. There was nothing else for me to do but scram. Scram, scram, I did. So you left Laurie in the toils of a Spanish senorita, eh, Axford? That I did. With her rolling her big dark eyes at him like an overgrown baby doll. That she was. <laughs> Axford, if that baby doll had rolled her big dark eyes at you instead of Ed Lowry, <laughs> I wonder what you'd do. Well, anyway, you have not said a word since we left the hotel lounge. Uh, if it were not for the fact that I dare not create a scene in a public place, I would have given that man what he deserved. And you, Ramona... To sit at a public bar, talking to a strange man, while I, your escort, sit alone at the table. Oh, you are being stupid, my way. Did you not see me spill the wine on him purposely? I know what I am doing. He is a reporter on a newspaper. A reporter? Oh, I begin to see. But of course, amigo mio. The man is a simple fool. But just such a one do I need to help carry out our plan. Good. You are very smart, Ramona. Oh, our Nazi friends will be pleased when we have accomplished our plan. And with the unwitting help of a reporter, it is certain of success. Hi. I understand you wanted to see me, boss. Yeah. I've been waiting for you to come in, Laurie. Yeah, what's up? Look, Ed. Don't hand me that big baby stare. Let me give you a tip. Senoritas and business don't mix. Not when you're supposed to be getting news. Oh, so you know about her, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, leave it to Mike Axford to shoot off his big mouth. Anyway, boss, it ain't like you think at all. Oh, no? Nope. That senorita's a slick chick. Class and all that. 
comes from some South American country. So what? So I figure she ain't the kind to make a practice of picking up goofs like me in a high-class nightclub. Go on. Well, you see, boss, the barkeep knew me. She didn't give me or anyone else a tumble until she heard him say my name and ask me about the newspaper business. Then she spills her wine on me just as nice as you please. What are you driving at? Just this, boss. I think that dame pulled a trick just because I'm a reporter. Maybe she likes reporting. No, 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 no. You don't follow me, boss. What I mean is, I think that senorita's up to something. What it is, of course, I don't know. But I do know this. I looked back as I was going out and saw her go sit down at a table with a guy who seemed to be waiting for her. You think they're trying to pull some kind of a confidence game, Ed? Mm -hmm. Search me. But I do know there's something behind her interest in me. And I intend to find out just what it is. Later that evening, Ramona and Manuel sat in the living room of a luxurious apartment, listening to the tall, grim-looking man who paced the rug before them. As you know, that special envoy from the Dombarton Oaks Peace Conference is passing through town. He's at the Swankmore Hotel. But he'll be leaving day after tomorrow on a flight back to his own country. To see, Senor Hamlet. You have already told us that. Yes, yes, I told you, and I also told you not to waste time. He has been here only a day. We must plan carefully, Senor. And after another day, he'll leave taking the information we want with him. I could not get near him. My accent, my appearance was against me. In fact, as I told you before, he saw no one but a few reporters. There must be some way to get with him alone and just long enough to get his briefcase. You leave it to us, Hamlet. I promise you that tomorrow night you shall have all the details of what that envoy's country plans to do if and when Germany might have to surrender. The following morning, Lenore Case, secretary to Britt Reed, looked up as Ed Lowry entered the young publisher's outer office. Hi, Casey. The boss come in yet? Yes, but he's out of his office for the moment. Oh, by the way, Laura, you had a phone call a little while ago. A woman. Oh, a dame, huh? What'd she want? She didn't say. Sounded like a foreigner. But how come we're getting your calls up here in this office anyway? Oh, skip it, Casey. I told the boss about that dame last night. Uh, Did Ramona... I mean, the dame leave a number or anything for me to call back? No, she said she'd call again. Ramona, hmm? That sounds like an old song I used to know. Yeah? Well, that baby could have been the inspiration for it, all right. She's got what it takes. Mr. Reed's office? Oh, yes, he's right here now. Just a minute. <clears throat> it's that Spanish inspiration for you, Laurie. Oh, baloney, give me the phone. <laughs> Hello? Yes, this is Ed Lowry. What's that? Well, oh, Sure. Sure, why not? Where do I go? I just wait, wait, I'll jot it down. Give me a hunk of paper, Casey. All right. Give me that again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I got it. What time? All right, I'll be seeing you. So long. Well, I got myself a date, Casey, and what a date. You won't be able to keep a date if you mark up my new desk blotter like that again. You have to press so hard with your pencil when you write. It's one of those hard-to-write kind, baby. Oh, don't make such a fuss over nothing. Oh, is that so? Well, beat it and let me get my work done. And and if any more of your girlfriends call you here, I'll tell them you've just been fired. Oh, yeah? 
Except for that crack, I won't ask you to sew this loose button on my coat. I'll let it hang by a thread and be a disgrace to the Sentinel. Uh, you can't blame that on a loose button. <laughs> anyway, I'm a secretary, not a seamstress. Mm, that could be questioned too, baby. <laughs> well, I'm leaving. And if anyone's looking for me, just say I'm out on an assignment. <laughs> and believe you me, this is one time I'm going to mix pleasure with business. <laughs> See you later, Casey. It's getting close to four o'clock, Ramona. Are you sure that reporter friend will show up? If he does not, Senor Amler, I will rush to the nearest duty parlor for a most intensive treatment. Just how do you intend to use this man in your plans? Amler, since no one but reporters ever gets private interviews with that envoy, and that is the way to get to him. But we can't risk taking this reporter into our confidence. How will you get him to bring back the briefcase? I will do that, Senor. With his press card and credentials. Oh, that must be Senor Lauri now. I will go let him in. As soon as he gets in here, we must get to the point, Manuel. We have no time to lose. Hi, Ramona. Here I am. I am so glad you could come in, so do come in. Our guest has arrived, Senor. Oh, I didn't know you was having somebody else. Oh, these are friends of mine. Senor Lauri, my cousin Manuel. A pleasure. And Senor Ramos. How do you do? Shall I mix you a drink, Senor? Uh, Oh, sure, sure. Thank Have it, Manuel. Why do you prolong this meeting when we have so little time? Let us get to the point right now. Hey, that ain't any South American accent you got, mister. That sounds more like a... So, well, you're very observant, my friend. Tell him what we want, Manuel. Hey, what is this? Ramona, I thought you invited me up here to have a couple of drinks. You shall have your drinks, senor. But while you are having them, I should like to borrow your press card and credentials. You What? Are you gone batty or something, mister? Nobody ever uses my card but me, see? Oh, but Eduardo, just for a little while. Manuel wants to play a little joke on some friends of ours. Enough of this. This man is not so stupid as to believe that, Ramona. You said a mouthful, big boy. Now hand over your cards or we shall have to take them. Hey, this whole thing's a screwy setup. I'm getting out of here. Oh, no, you don't. Hey, let go of me, do you hear? I'll suck you right on the kiss. Manuel! Sorry to have to use this, senor. Hey. Oh, man, wait. Do not shoot. Hey, let me go. I say you're ripping my coat. I won't risk shooting, but I'll use the gun this way. Oh. <sighs> no. But he'll be unconscious for some time. Now to get his press card and credentials. Yes, and hurry. I'll take him upstairs to your apartment in case he told anyone where he was coming. In the meantime, you go to see that envoy. Get that briefcase, no matter what you do to get it. Then we leave the city tonight. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. There's one battle on the home front that we've stopped in its tracks for more than a year now, and that's the battle of rising prices. This success has been no accident. It's been made possible only because the great majority of all Americans have cooperated wholeheartedly with the entire anti-inflation program set up by our government. But this battle is by no means over. The danger of war-generated inflation continues as great as ever, and it's necessary for all of us to continue to hold the line. We must buy only what we need, pay no more than ceiling prices, put our extra dollars into war bonds and other savings. Abide by the rules so we can continue to keep prices down and help ensure a stable and prosperous America when the war is won. Now, back to our story. (laughs) 
few hours later, Britt Reed was in his office at the Daily Sentinel talking to Miss Case. Has Lowry called in yet, do you know? No, he hasn't, Mr. Reed. Gunnigan was asking about him not five minutes ago. A while ago, you said somebody called and asked if we had a reporter here by the name of Edward Lowry. That's right. She said she was secretary to somebody or other. I didn't get the name, and she said that Lowry was there to interview her employer. She was just checking up on him, it seems. Whoever it was he went to interview, they must be mighty careful about whom they see. Yes, I thought that, too. I thought Lowry'd be tied up all evening with his girlfriend, Ramona. Ramona? Yes. A girl by that name called. I heard Lowry mention her name. Evidently, she invited him out. He was so excited, he... Well, he pretty nearly ruined the new blotter I have on my desk pad when he wrote down the address. You mean, wrote it on your new blotter? No. No, not exactly. But he pressed so hard, it left the writing marks all over it. I could have murdered him on the spot. So Ramona calling me. Well, don't be upset about the blotter. We have some more in the stockroom. Yes, I know, but it's just the idea that... Mr. Reed's office. Hello, Casey. Let me speak to Reed. Just a minute. It's Axford for you. <laughs> I know. I could hear him. I'll go back and finish my typing. Hello, Axford. What's on your mind? Reed, listen to this. I just called a story into the Reed rate, but there was something I didn't tell him. I thought you ought to know first. Look, Mike, don't beat around the bush. What's up? Plenty, Reed. Some big shot arm boy, stopping in town at the Swagmore on his way from the peace conference, got knocked on the head in his hotel suite, and his briefcase with all its important papers, and it was stolen. That's big news, all right. Sounds like enemy agents at work. Sure, but wait till you hear the payoff, Reed. Wait till you hear. Come on, give it to me straight, Axford. What's the payoff? Just this, Reed. The guy's secretary says that the last person to go in to see the envoy was a reporter. A reporter by the name of Edward Lowry. Lowry? Say now, wait a minute. Do you mean to say the police think that Lowry took that... I don't know what they think, Reed, but they'll be looking for him. Say, are you going to fire him for busting that envoy and take him? Axford, the hat. That blotter on Miss Case's desk. Did you want something, Mr. Reed? Uh, That blotter that Lowry marked up, I thought I'd like to have a look at it. Are the marks clear? I don't say they are. Look here. 5753 East Lake Avenue, apartment 214. Hmm. So that's the place Lowry went to see that woman, Ramona, huh? Yes. He doesn't realize we have a way of knowing where he went, I'll bet. No, I suppose not. What's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, Lowry had a coat button hanging loose. Fell off before he got out of the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll keep it for him. Anything else, Mr. Reed? No, I just wanted to look at the blotter, that's all. Now we'll get Cato on the private line and have him meet me here with a black beauty. The Green Hornet would like to meet this Ramona. I'm going around and go up the back stairway, Cato. In a few minutes, I'll know what's to be found in apartment 214. Carefully making his way up the back stairs, Britt Reed was soon approaching the door of the apartment. Moving silently, he went close to the door and listened. No sound in there. No evidence of light under the door. Better use my skeleton key. No one here. Guess I'll have a look around. Now for a light. Here's a switch. 
Everything in order. Glasses and stuff on the cocktail table. Somebody was here. Button with a bit of cloth still on it. Oh, oh. Let's see that button I got from the office. Same. Both an odd shade of gray. Lowry's button, all right. Looks as though he's been shoved around a little from the way it was ripped off. Lowry's been here. The question is, where is he now? Oh, oh. Somebody coming in. Duck behind the Davenport. Who's in here? This is your apartment, I suppose. But, uh, mask man, what are you doing here? Maybe I was waiting for you. Now I know who you are. You're the Green Hornet. I don't know your name. Yes. Well, why are you here? Why are you holding that gun on me? Maybe Ramona told me to come. Ramona? She has dealings with a notorious criminal such as you? Seems as though she's not particular about her company, doesn't it? Don't come any closer to me. Now tell me, why should Ramona have you come here? Maybe she wanted me to hold you here while she makes away with that briefcase. Briefcase? You know about that, too. And she's planning to double-cross me and hold out for a large sum of money, is that it? Why not? Maybe we plan a split when we get you to come across. <laughs> you forgot about Manuel. Uh, oh, yes. Manuel. He is in on it, too, isn't he? Since he's the one who got the briefcase from the envoy, of course. But I'll not let Ramona get away with it. I'll make her regret her plotting against me. And as for you, I'll... Put down that gun! I'll get you for that, you dirty rat! You won't get me! I'll take you! Open that door. I'm too fast for you, Hornet. Pull the fat from that time. Better go out one of the windows instead of the hall. There's no time to lose. Goes the backfire escape. <laughs> Gotta get out quick and follow that, Heine. They'll make it on the double to the place where Ramona's hiding. They might do away with Lowry. see a man come out that front door there? No one come out since you leave, Mr. Brick. Well, I came down the fire escape and back. I know he didn't leave with the rear entrance. Maybe a man you chased still hiding in an apartment house. You know, he's one of the gang. I made him think the girl Ramona was pulling a double cross. Therefore, he wanted to get to her as soon as possible. He locked me in and beat it. So he should have come out by now. But no one come out, Mr. Brick. That proves only one thing, Cato. That girl must have a hideout in another apartment in the same building. This is where you can help. Get out, quick. What I could do? You know, there's only about eight apartments in there. I want you to knock on each door. I'll stand back in the hallway. When anyone answers, ask to see Mr. Lowry. Mr. Lowry? Yes. If any of the gang hear you ask that, they'll either pull you inside or slam the door on you. I'll be watching. Come on. Going from floor to floor in a small apartment building, Cato knocked on one door after another, asking for Mr. Lowry. Finally, he stood before the door of an apartment from which he received no response to his knocking. Moving down the hall to where Britt Reed was waiting, he spoke in a low tone of voice. He said, Britt, something funny about that apartment. What's it? No one answered my knock, yet right show on the door. And I hear no one inside for a minute, then hear nothing. And tells me we found what we're hunting, Cato. You stay right here when you can watch the door. I'm going out on the fire escape and climb up to the windows of that apartment. Before long, there's going to be plenty of excitement around here, or I miss my guess. 
Inside the apartment, Ramona, Manuel, and Hamler stood listening intently. Whoever it was, he's going away. We must not lose any more time in getting away from here. Now, Ramona, what is your tie-in with the criminal you sent to my apartment a while ago? Are you joking, senor? I sent no one to your apartment but Senor Lowry, who is now lying in the other room, as you know. Ha, you're lying and you know it. Here's the briefcase, Hammer. Good. Give it here. Uh, what is it you were saying to Ramona, Senor? I said she's lying when she says she didn't blot the double cost me. And no doubt you were in on it, too. Are you crazy, Hamler? Did I not go to the risk of getting that briefcase for you? I risked a struggle with the envoy to do it. Uh, of course you got it. But you intended to have me bailed in my apartment when I went down to my paint just now. Bailed by the Green Hornet. Hamler... What is this you're saying? We know nothing about the Green Hornet, except that he's a great criminal in this country. Now, calm yourself, Senor You have the briefcase. Let us get away from here quickly. I'm getting away from here, but you two are not. What? Why do you pull that gun on us? I know of your plotting, and I'm going to eliminate both of you. Then, after doing the same with that reporter in there, I'll get away as planned. No, no, Senor. You cannot do so. So can't I? Watch. Hold of you. That must be the green horn. He's coming to help you, but it's too late, as you shall see. No, you don't. Oh, my, my shoulder. I'll get you with the last thing I do. The last thing you do is kill this Good for you, Hornet. You came just in time. But poor Ramona, she's injured. She'll be all right. She deserved what she got for her dirty spy work. You've got something coming to you, too, my friend. So you want to continue to quarrel, eh? If that is what you want, I'll take this and see how you like it. What, what's this? That gun... It shoots gas. Gas. <laughs> Laurie, guess he's all right. I'll have Kato phone the police and have them come down here right away. Laurie can give them the whole story. Good morning, Ed. Excellent. Hiya, boss. <laughs> you read my story? Ah, oh, no, Reed. You'd think it was the first story you ever had printed. That you would. Quite a story, all right. You had quite an adventure, Laura. Well, I told you I'd get a story out of playing up to that dame Ramona boss. Yeah, I remember. Sure, and if it wasn't for us finding him in that den of, of spies, where would he be, I'd like to know. Hey, come to think of it, I never did get the straight goods on how you come to find me when you brought the cops, Axford. Tell me, did you have anything to do with knocking those guys out? Well, no, Lowry. It's a long story. You see, it's a, it was this way. And not that I like to oh, be Oh, everything, Axford. But... Why don't you keep us guessing as to the part you played in running down those spies? Sure, now, and I, I think I will at that. As I was saying, I, I ain't want to brag. I don't want to take away from Lowry's glory. I did me part in that bad. Gee, Mike. I'll never know now whether you saved my life and got back that briefcase or not. Yes, Axford. You're too modest for words. may be in its final stages, but there's a long, hard road ahead. Despite America's great war production record, 
there continues to be an urgent demand for critical war materials. And any shortage of these materials will interfere with battle plans. We must get full production in war plants making those top priority materials. We at home rely on what our military and naval commanders know to be the quality and type of materials needed and give them what they ask for. No American, whether manufacturer, worker, or consumer, will want to stand in the way of this need. For the sake of the millions of American men overseas, remember, war production must come first until final victory is won. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.